Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiancé Rehapa podcast. We're here today to talk about 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 Days, Season 6, Episode 13, a.k.a. 613, a.k.a. that's the Ottawa area code, representing for one fleeting moment before I move into this intro. I'm, of course, your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, Pia Zandikili, ready to talk about what feels like we're closing in on the end of the season. There's a lot of storylines starting to either heal or just get destroyed all over again. This was a very jam-packed episode, and I had to get someone here who knows a thing or two about jam-packed information, talking about all the things. He, of course, needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. Uh, First of all, he is my lovely co-host, talking Bel Air on Post Show Recaps when that show is on the air once a year. Um, But the co-host of many other shows, including the latest endeavor, the Daily Suits podcast, Suits Yourself, one and only Chappelle in the building. Chappelle, how you doing, man? Well, yeah, I'm great. I'm happy to be back. Happy to be talking to you about 90 Day again. And uh, hopefully the listeners are happy to have me back because it's been a while. It's been a few episodes since I've been able to give my opinions and many of them have changed or I I will say evolved since the last time we talked. So I'm very excited to be here talking to you about it right now. That's what I absolutely love to hear because I want to know. I'm curious because you haven't told me what opinions may have changed or what has evolved. So I get to find out front seat like everybody else. I'm very excited for it and uh, definitely can start making predictions on what's changed because I feel like, again, a lot of these couples are not where they started at the beginning of this episode even come the end of the episode. So we'll get into all of that. So uh, I think it's only fair, given that intro, that we jump into Gino and Jasmine first. Gino and Jasmine have been on a bit of a good streak. So good, in fact, that they've been ranking higher and higher on the power ranking that we've been doing at episode's end of this season. I believe they've been they've ended the last couple of episodes in the top two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they finished first, second and second, 10, 11 and 12. but. That was the calm before the storm, Chappelle. Uh, Puya, I don't want to spoil my rankings, but this is still my number one couple. This is number <laughs> one. This is, I, I, I've been converted. I am a Jasmine and Gino stan, uh, a Jeanman stan, a Jasno stan, whatever you want to call it. They are hilariously toxic. They hate each other. They love each other. And I'm all in. F it. If y'all want to be ignorant, and be dumb and p- pretend like y'all need to be together. Who are me? Who are me to try to drag y'all apart when obviously I can get on here ranting and raving about how, saying these horrible things about each other? It's oh, it's a horrible trait to have in a relationship. But y'all like it. This is y'all kink. Y'all, this gets y'all off, huh? You know, telling this man that he's an idiot. Her, you know, saying his family's trash. Him saying that she should go to hell, go f herself. All that stuff. 
Y'all like that. This is what makes y'all a blood boy. <laughs> y'all did this. Is how, yeah, this is y'all love language. And you know what? If this is how y'all have to express it, fine. Be together. I'm happy. Be be together forever. I hope you get married and have a bunch of little kids if he ever wants to have little kids. It don't even matter. Be unhappy. You seem to be content at the very least, living like this, showing your ass on television. And so I'm no longer going to stand away. I'm going to step back. I'm going to just let it happen. I'm going to let the magic happen. Hopefully, we will see them on season seven, episode 13, and season eight, and season nine, and forever, and forever, ever, ever, ever after that. Because I am over it. I'm tired of fighting with the people. I'm going to let them have what they have. The heart wants what it wants, and they obviously want to be unhappy. Huya, I love them. I love them both together. I hope they never break up. And that's the big thing for me. This season has been eye-opening. I obviously at the start of the season said, I do not want returnees on these shows. They, I would like to just meet new couples all the time. And then, of course, Jason, the number one uh, Nic- uh, Nicholas Stan, uh, did say that, no, nah, I think you're wrong. I think we need them for the drama. And initially, he was right. We needed them for drama. Then they got schmoopy and were getting montages of them getting their king con and i was like i don't need this i don't like this we're back i do think that this was a lot of fun to watch because they're just so horrible to each other in the first of all this episode started with with jasmine having a spa day for gino and they're having nice nice everything's looking good and then all she said was hey um can i just ask can i just stay in this apartment until until the visa comes through because if y'all remember she got this nice, lavish apartment because the promise was in about three weeks, you should get the visa. Now she's saying, well, if the visa doesn't come through, can I stay here? Because this is pretty good digs. And he says, absolutely not. Let's look at some other places. And the thing that I love most about them, Chappelle, is that we go zero to 100 real quick. There's no middle point. It's either we love each other. I'm, I'm so glad you came. Shout out the wanted uh, mm-hmm. versus now. Nope, you are horrible. You are trash. Your family's trash. You have money for your sugar babies, for your exes. You don't do anything for me. And then also the last line in the episode is what had me falling off my chair, Chappelle. She says, and I'm quoting, how about I send you a video of me having sex with Dane that's very recent, like a month ago, and he knows how to do it good, too. What are you doing? How are we here? She's like, I've been cheating and recording it, and I've been waiting on this moment just to throw it in your face. He's like, I hate you. I hate you so much. And then on the next episode, we're going to see them reconciling. So I don't care. I don't care. that. Yeah, they love it. They love hurting each other. They love humiliating each other. It gets them going. It is how they express that they care about each other. Because, lady, you should not have a video of you having sex with anybody a month ago because... You're cheating. You're actively cheating. And you've been holding on to this. How do you have the nerve to sit here and cry because I won't pay for your apartment only to be like, oh, well, you're not paying for my apartment. (laughs) Guess what? I've been cheating. Oh, okay. So why do you feel like you're so entitled to this? Because you think I like that. You, You she likes that. She likes hurting him and he likes hurting her. And they love, they love it. They get off to that kind of stuff. Because when she screamed that, I wasn't even like, oh my God, Jasmine, you're a cheater. I was like, yeah. Dig the knife in. Yeah, he loves it. He loves it. Gino, now tell her to go to hell. He's like, go F off. I'm like, yes, Gino. I was like, yes, put more of this. Y'all hate each other so much. I'm not going to stand in y'all's way. Do it. Do the things. Now, Gino, you go cheat on her and have sex with somebody. It's going gonna, it's gonna to destroy her. Go have a baby with her, like someone else. And then just come back and be like, Jasmine, I had a baby, an outside child on you. She's going to be like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. And then the next episode, we're going to see them having a spa day. I'm over it. Wish you the best of luck. 
congratulations on your spot on 90 Day Proper and uh, 90 Day the other way and all the other 90 Day franchises. You deserve it. (laughs) Yeah, they're about to get tenure on this show, honestly, because here's the other thing I want to point out. So they not only had a starting good then fight in the episode, the last part with the video and the cheating and, and the family's trash, your trash. That was in the confessional, which I believe gets recorded after. So they had the exact same good to bad in two different timelines, and they were both on the same episode. So I don't know how recently that confessional would have been. I don't know how many months since the recorded stuff that would have been. But they're clearly still in that place where they went to therapy. The therapist did say, hey, uh, you have a tendency of throwing everything at him when you're upset and you have a tendency of shutting down. Y'all need to work on this. And they did for a little bit. But it's so funny to me that the minute the wounds get open a little, they immediately go back to the worst form of themselves. But it does make for popcorn. So I can't be too mad Um, when she got mad at him. She started she uh, when he said he wouldn't get the apartment. She got up and started throwing his stuff off the, out the closet. And he's like, don't do that. How would you like it if I did that? And then he started throwing them out of the closet, uh, her stuff. So then she goes to the bathroom and she does toss out Chappelle. I don't know if you remember this, but the last time we saw them, Gino made a huge think about bringing her a really nice present from the States. And it was an electric toothbrush, which she mm-hmm. did not seem to appreciate at the time. Clearly, she's been using it. She tossed that to the floor. That's how you knew this was not going to end up well. The toothbrush was on the floor. Yeah. I like when she's yelling at him. And he's, she's like, you can't even pay for my apartment. You, you, it's not the principle of you. Like, I mean, it's not the idea that you won't pay for the apartment. It's that you have lied to me. We are supposed to be married already. Well, <laughs> this is supposed to have been happening. So the least you could do to pay for this apartment. He's like, look, you're spoiled. She's like, I'm spoiled. But you was taking that other lady off to Legoland, to Disney World. Like, what's up with that? I was like, yeah, I was like, ooh, she got she on his ass now. Whoop, whoop, mink, 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 like piece him up. Um, then she started saying, uh, like a hundred times, F you, I want you to die. Get out of my house. I was like, I want you to die. He's like, you're done. I said, shut your lying asses up. Ain't nobody done. Shut up. No Y'all one's going anywhere. Other. Don't lie to me. Lie to each other, but don't lie to me. Look, like, we're done. We're done. I'm finished. I'm through. I'll never come back. Shut up. Lying ass girl. Lying ass boy. <laughs> shut up. I was like, you know what? Give me drama. Puya, this is cinema. And I'm, and I'm here to say that we should just appreciate them while we have them. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, you're not going to. The thing is, when when you are not really rooting for either couple and they're both getting their licks in, it is entertaining. What we don't like on this show or what I don't like, let me speak for myself, is when I'm rooting for one of them and the other one's the worst person on Earth. These right. two were kind of made for each other because he she clearly asked hey can we get an immigration lawyer so that we can look into this and speed it up he said no she said well how about we do this he said no she said fine and now she thinks i'm making one little ask can i just stay in this apartment and he says no and everything's hitting the fan and for gino he feels like well i've been supporting you for two and a half years you don't acknowledge that you keep mentioning that i have money for sugar babies for exes this is three thousand dollars all i'm saying is can we look at apartments that are two thousand dollars and she's obviously not having any of that because she feels like i don't feel like i'm your priority and then he said well no you're always my you're my priority of course she's like well i feel like i should be the most important person in his life and it should be me then other people but with him and with him i with me he is that with me i don't think it's the same and then he says i would say it's a tie i would say it's a tie between you and my family and she got really upset about that And he's like well after marriage and that's when everything she's like 
F marriage, F you, your trash, your family trash. Like, he knows how to say the worst part. Like he, I know he doesn't mean malice, but my God, does this guy know how to say the worst possible delivery for the thing he's trying to put out there? Lady, how you gonna get mad that you're not uh, like ranked above my family when you just cheated on me a month ago? And even if you didn't cheat on me a month ago and record it, you, you, you at least are lying to me about that to hurt my feelings. Yeah, my family would never lie to me like that and they would also never try to hurt me like that so what why would i rank you any higher that's what i said let them cook let this couple do what they're gonna do if y'all want to fight when when he said uh when she's like yeah i i yeah you want to hear about how i had sex uh recently almost as recently a month ago you want to see the video and he's like you effing whore i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> hit him hit him again hit him for me i was i was i was pumped like, you're an effing whore and a psycho. He's like, I can't believe you caught me that. It's like, well, you said you were doing horse stuff, psycho. You know, like, um, I love them. I love them both. I changed my opinion. I really just want her to reach up and smack that hat off next time. Like, I was just oh like, my God. throw down the gauntlet. So when she was giving him the spa day, she was trying to, like, clean his face up and everything. She tried to remove the hat, and he was not having it. So he instead put it backwards. And let me tell you, when you put a hat backwards, the Pokemon battle's about to happen. And it did happen. Yes, and then he caught them all. Every last pop, 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 pop. She was piecing, piecing them up. And she hit him with the, uh, and I just cheated on you. I, it was like, it was like you effing whore. I was like, yeah, it's like they're going at it. Um, he's been getting a lot more vocal. Before he used to just take it. Now he's fighting back. I said this last time. I said, this is a mean person. Both of them are mean. They love being mean to each other. They they could be nice, but they would much rather argue and fight. Um, she tells him, like, hey, I'm having anxiety about this stuff. And next thing you know, he's like, yeah, you're an idiot. She's like, you, your family is trash. Like, Not your family is trash. Oh, don't bring my family into this. Um, her last words, I believe, were like, I don't want to see him and I don't want to breathe the same oxygen as him. And I said, girl, you lying. That's your lying ass. And the next scene, they were sitting together. So, no, yeah. that is absolutely a lie. Yeah, she she tried to cite the reason why this apartment would help is that she has anxiety about moving to the States, specifically the U.S., but also leaving where she was born, leaving everything she knows behind to be with him when she also doesn't feel like she's a priority with him. And that's all she has in the States and her, his family doesn't like her, all this stuff. And obviously Gina doesn't do a good job of reassuring at any point, any of these things. I'm just laughing because he bought her a ring <laughs> and the ring the couple of weeks ago was to promise that they wouldn't fight like this. Toss that ring in the fire. That that ring is no good anymore. No, this 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 fighting is way more of a show, a show of their love than any ring could ever be. If they stop fighting, then it's clear that, you know, they're not on the same page. When they're fighting, they're in sync. Their insults go hand in hand. You know, like he like it's like they finish each other's insults. I really appreciate them when they're at odds. It took a while to get me here, but I'm here now. <laughs> I am team Jasmino. If they get on the same page, they would be a lethal combination at a reunion. At oh the my god! Yes, the television. And if they could, if they could go against another couple, oh that's my what I'm god. saying. Yeah, you know uh, where you know at the, uh, some of the tell-alls will have one couple that's like there's a person who's like high and mighty. I remember my boy Jabri kind of calling people out about their relationship struggles during his uh his tell-all uh, reunion. Uh, and if they can find like another Jabri type person who kind of wants to come at them, oh, let them tag team somebody because they're gonna eat them. They're gonna eat them up. I don't know who it would be on this season because all the guys on this season, maybe maybe Nico. 
maybe Nicola. Nicola probably finally he's probably the one who would step Nicola's out about there. to catch strays from everybody. Let's yeah, be Nicola, and then even Riley. Like, uh, but Riley and Violet, I think that's a formidable point opponent for uh, Oh my god, a good celebrity death match. Give it to me. Give mm-hmm. it to me, Puya. I'd be into it. I'd be into it for sure. So we don't see these two on the next time on, which to me feels like we're giving them the bye week and then they're probably going to be fine. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't know 100%. Married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, someone who's going to catch strays, not just on the tell-all, but most likely in the next 10 minutes, let's go over to Nicola and Misha. We go back all the way to Nicola's mom's house where Misha's trying so hard to have this man break the news of why she's here and who she is to him. He refuses to do that. Ultimately, big her, his big brother says, listen, tell me a little bit more about y'all. What's going on? And they end up finding out. Nicola does say it in English so that mom can't find out, but says, you know, we met on a on the Internet and she was, you know, she had she I was correcting her on stuff about religion. And then our relationship developed into a romantic one. And then she's now we've been talking for so, such and such amount of time. And now she's here and we're thinking about getting engaged. And obviously the brothers are like, well, we didn't know about this. That is a lot. I can't believe you haven't told us it's been six years. And this was my favorite part of the entire episode, despite all the stuff with Gino and Jasmine happening, is that the brothers translate to mom. Hey, mom, here's the situation. She's here to get engaged to him. They're together. Mom said, well, tell her that I'm very happy. I was like, that's good. And then uh, they asked, well, where would you be living? Like, what's the plan? He's like, well, if we if we get married, we're going to go to America. And then he was worried about that. So they translate that to mom. And mom's like, that's good. I'll come visit. That sounds good to me. And then mom had a confession where she's like, I'm just happy he's getting married before I die. <laughs> so yeah. she's yeah. happy that someone's taken this man off her hands, really. She was so happy. You could see her trying to almost like tearing up when they said it. Like, uh, yeah, um, mom. I think Nicola's going to get married to this woman. They're engaged. And she's like, oh, thank God. You know, like, oh, he's awful. I'm so happy someone's finally taking him off my hands. I mean, dear God, I thought I was going to die knowing I left my awful son here alone. Um, No, well, she didn't say awful, but, you know, I'm paraphrasing. But she was very excited. The brothers seemed to, like, not be that, uh, like, shaken by it either. Uh, I did think the translation was kind of interesting. It felt like the other brother was like, hey, mom, he's going to move off to America and you're never going to see him again. And the mom was like, or I could go visit, you know? Uh, So this sounds like a win-win-win to me. Uh, And so it was very exciting. Misha was happy. Mom was happy. The brothers seemed happy. Nicola seemed fine, but it definitely raised some eyebrows because Nicola has been acting like, oh, my parents are never going to understand that she had this horrible background. She was once married, you know, and she had kids like, well, oh, my God, that Jezebel. And the family's like, no, it's fine. That's nothing to worry about. No issues yeah. here. Why are you so upset, Nicola? Why does this bother you so much? Why are you so insecure about this? And Misha correctly figures this out after the fact. The next day when they go to the to a different city to like visit, she realizes Listen, the brother seemed fine. Mom seemed elated. Do you have an issue with me not being a virgin, with me having been previously married? Because it feels like it's you. Because you were worried about all this. They didn't care. They were nothing but loving and supportive, which honestly, and I and I say this very lovingly, they were too nice to this man. He yeah. kept this relationship for six years and then dropped the bomb on him with this relationship. Now, I know that they're happy for him, but 
I liked that the brother took him into task a little and said, you need to open up more moving forward because we just didn't know this was happening at all. And we need you to be more open moving forward because I'll tell you, if I, a relationship was kept from me from se- for seven years, I'd be happy, but I'd have questions of like, why wouldn't you feel comfortable to tell us what's the deal? Yeah. Nicola is my least favorite memory member of his family by far. Oh, like I've, I've ranked them. Easy. Yeah, you suck. This family is too good for you. Mom they is just, number one. That mom food is looked immaculate. Number one. Oh my God. Everything about this woman was perfect. It's just like, dear God, boy, you got the, the best mom in the world and you've been hiding her from your fiance. You clearly don't love Misha because if you did, you'd want her to meet your mom instantly. Um, but yeah, they, they eventually go and Misha tells him, you know, like how uncomfortable it made her. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, what, what do you mean? She says, uh, well, you know, it seemed like you were very insecure about me you not being distant. a virgin. You were yeah. distant. You didn't want to sit next to me. You were kind of scared that they were going to react. And when they didn't react like that, I started to wonder, well, why do you feel that way? What about me is making you so uncomfortable? And he says, the big, like the second biggest lie, you know, uh, next to uh, <laughs> next to Jasmine saying she doesn't want to breathe Gino's oxygen. Uh, he, he says, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't feel uncomfortable at all. What are you talking about? There's no part of me. There's no part of me that feels uncomfortable. Are you serious? Why, why would you doubt me? Yeah. I'm thinking, shut your lying ass up. You know you're lying. <laughs> like, it's very obvious that you're lying, sir. Because all we've heard is your concerns about how everyone else would see this. But nobody else seems to be concerned. So where's the concern coming from, Nicola? I feel like, and, and this kind of goes hand in hand with the next time on, where he takes her on a bit of a romantic trip. And it feels like, to me, now that he's got the family's, quote, blessing, his guard's going to come down. I feel like he was keeping her at a distance because he didn't want to come off a certain way of like, oh, I'm doing this, that, whatever on the internet. So I think that now that the family's had no issue, I truly think that he's going to now act better towards her. Um, A little bit unsure of what degree we'll need to see next week. But no, he's fully lying uh, if he's saying that nothing bothered him because come on, stop it. It was very clear to all of us. Yeah, but he doesn't have the guard anymore of like he was he had a scapegoat, right? He could blame his mom and his brothers on like, oh, no, this is why, you know, I'm worried about people finding out because it's definitely them. They're so judgmental and they're so pious. And oh, my God, I would like I could never be like them. I accept you. But, you know, my family don't really accept you. But now that the family accepts you, he's like, you don't really have a choice but to be better because your excuse has always been, well, I don't know if people are going to love you on this side of the world. Uh, but it's not the case. Uh, they love Nicola and I'm sorry, they love Misha and they are willing to come visit in America. He's run out of excuses, sir. Get with it or get lost. Yeah, no, seriously. You've got someone who's way too lo- uh, understanding towards you and you are very lucky. Mm-hmm. So you treat Misha right because I feel like Misha's done nothing wrong from where I'm standing as of yet. So yeah. we'll see them on their romantic trip next week. I'm sure it's going to be TMI. So I can't wait for that to happen and awkward and uncomfortable. What did you think of uh, Nicola's dance moves there? His seduction dance. It was like the uh, the truffle shuffle. You know, he was giving <laughs> he was giving that, that, that belly. I, I, I'm you know me. I like to dance a little bit. I, I support everybody dancing and it's lo- it dance like nobody's watching. But unfortunately for Nicola, we are watching. Um, we saw it. <laughs> You can't put that toothpaste back in the tube, sir. That is now your signature move. I hope it's a gif. I hope it lives longer than this relationship will. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see next time because it seemed like Misha was kind of trying to humble him a little bit. Like, hey, you know, that that dance you did, it really didn't get the juices flowing like you think it did. Like, hey, I, I feel like he's going to struggle with some intimacy 
We know that he doesn't really have a lot of experience in that realm. And it does seem to be coming out in the dancing. But this could just be movie magic. Maybe she doesn't make him feel bad about it and they move forward. She doesn't she doesn't really do that often. So I don't really see that being her character. But I guess we'll have to watch next episode to find out. Yeah, we'll find out next week. Uh, can't wait. Should be a good one. Now, let's talk about another couple here. A couple everyone's rooting for. Uh, we now had a couple. We're, we're not rooting for either of them. We had a couple where we're rooting for half. We're rooting for both David and Sheila on this podcast. Now, David and Sheila have been going through it. They've had ups and downs. There's been a loss in the family with Sheila, with her mom. Uh, but the trip is starting to come to a close. And we do see that, I guess, Sheila was not around. And David goes out shopping for a ring without her. And I was initially worried that this shopping trip was going to be uh, hard for David. Of course, David... Uh, not being able to hear and also not being able to speak the language was going to struggle here a little bit. Everything seemed fine. He's, of course, shopping for a ring, Chappelle, because they're going on a little vacation. They're going on a, on a cheeky little romantic trip, and he wants to pop the question there if everything goes to plan. Yeah, I too was concerned about him, but it's funny to me that he was concerned and then he said, I don't care, though. Like, I'm nervous about this. It's scary. I don't, I don't really speak I don't speak the language, but I also cannot hear. Uh, it's going to be really hard for me to find this. But I love Sheila so much. I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'll weather that storm I'll, and, uh, and brave through the situation and be OK. And he does. And I think he said he, she makes his heart flutter. I said, oh, my God, is it, uh, his, his feelings are starting to like come through the screen. I'm it's starting to touch me. It feels gross. Like, ah, like it's so cute. So effing precious. Um, and so he does find a ring. And I, th I think the ring costs 83 U.S. dollars. Mm -hmm. um, man, I'd have bought like the 10 pack, you know, just like uh, I'd surprise her with a ring every day. What you mean? <laughs> just for like a, like, a, you know, like for, for a little bit. A I just Tuesday that, ring, a Wednesday ring. Right. I said, oh, OK, that's what we're doing. You know, like just, you know, this is good. I'm very happy for him. You can tell he really likes her. I really wish that um, that I understood sign language as well, because I think that David for me, he always kind of like, he looks so um, lovingly at Sheila and that when he's expressing his struggles, he looks so sad, you know? And I'm like, man, I really wish I could, I didn't have to like read the words and try to put the emotion with the, with the, with the signing. And I think that he feels the same way when it comes to Sheila. Like I would, I think he feels like a lot of his emotion and his sincerity gets lost in translation when using the cell phone to communicate. Um, so aside from his difficulties in shopping for a ring, he still says that it's kind of difficult that she hasn't learned more uh, sign language and hasn't been able to communicate with him better. Yeah, that's like the one bit of uh, negative slash drama we got with the two of them, which is David does voice that he has been a little frustrated that Sheila has not really picked up or tried to learn sign language uh, to the degree that he's been hoping for. And she explains that it's because, you know, we've been texting this whole time and I've not really had the chance to practice or learn because I haven't needed to. Uh, but I think she's very genuine in that she wants to learn and improve upon it. So I don't doubt that that's going to happen in the next time on. Oh, my God. Actually, no. Hold on. We, we have to rewind real quick before we go to the next time on. So while they're on their way to this romantic getaway, which is about a they're in like a minivan and it's about a three hour drive and they're chilling and they're flirting a little bit and they're using the the voice to text. Uh, you know, I'm going to do we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And then we get a confessional from Sheila where she says that um, David's a little too big for her. He's American sized was her quotation. Uh, so I was like, okay, David. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> you go, David. You go, David. 
They call him Big D, where he come from. Okay, see you, boy. I see yeah. you. So, I, okay. I was like dapping him up through the screen, like, hey, yeah. that's my dog, <laughs> my dog, David. So they're going to have a good time on this trip. Uh, and the next time on, we do see a dinner scene where David's profusely sweating. Like sweating through his shirt, sweating is bad, and he's very nervous. And then, bless his heart, is getting on one knee to propose. I think it's going to go fine. I think the show is going to make it look like she's like, "What are you doing?" I think it's more so that he's going to explain what he's doing, and she's going to be like, "Oh, of course, yes, yeah." Uh, so much happened here. You know, we get David, you know, working through his issues when it comes to you know Sheila's communication and saying, you know, I really want her to practice, and he communicates that to her, and she says, "Cool." You know, it's re- it's really refreshing here on 90 Day to see a, co- a conversation between two people that actually leads to, you know, active communication and in like different behavior. Uh, I like that Sheila can even acknowledge that. Yeah, I'm jealous of Amy and I don't want her around that much when we be doing intimate stuff. And David says, cool, because I don't want her around when I'm about to do this intimate stuff either. Like, that's cool. We can be without Amy for a while. I love that. I love that they both can just identify what's bothering them, say it and then move forward. Now, as far as, you know, the uh, David being American-sized, uh, Sheila, you know, this, uh, y'all need to communicate. You need to communicate. There's probably ways of making the math math when it comes to this. You probably need to do some exercises on your end. You need to be a lot more attentive in those moments to, you know, how your body reacts to these things. But you, look, nobody likes a quitter, Sheila. Get down there and make it happen, you know? Uh, so I'm very excited for them. And I'm excited for this proposal. Um, but I am sad that, you know, he basically has to propose kind of like using the phone if she's not going to like, I, I guess she could pick it up. Like if it, this man gets down on one knee and signs to you, you kind of have to know what the question is. But I really wish that, you know, it was a little bit more intimate where she would know what he's saying with the sign language. And that's the but thing. They'll figure he, it out. Yeah. He's brought up that the main thing he's upset about is that he feels like they're not as close or it can't be as intimate because they constantly have to use the phone back and forth. Whereas with signing, everything's happening in real time. Reactions are in real time, which I definitely agree with them. He's not wrong here at all, but I do think she's going to pick up on it. I hope they have the most romantic getaway of all time. I'm deeply rooting for them and I will have zero issues talking about how much fun they had as opposed to maybe some of these other couples that I don't want to touch that content with with a 10 foot pole. Now, Mm -hmm. let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to dip into a couple that that could be in dire straits. That is Amanda and Rosvon. All right. We're going to go to Europe now and visit Amanda and Rosvon, who are not in a good spot at all. We talked about this episode one where Amanda clearly has not processed the loss that she has had in the form of her husband. And she does is not ready for a relationship. That was very clear to all the viewers. It's finally caught up to her. She's finally started realizing maybe I'm not ready. But in the process, of course, she is hurting poor Razvan, who is going through some emotions. She compared him with Jason, her ex, or not her ex, but her uh, late husband. And that has definitely made the relationship a little rough here, Chappelle. Rough is an understatement. This is the breakup for all intents and purposes. Uh, Rosvan, my boy, stand up. Stand up. You got to get up. You got to get up off some knees and you have to walk the hell away. This woman has given you all the signs. She has told you that you ain't good. You ain't half the man your ex, her ex was. Half the man. Uh, she has told you several times she is not over her ex. She has said some really hurtful things to you. 
you've expressed that you just like her and want to be with her no matter what, and that you'd be willing to, you know, to deal with her learning and growing in this, in this space of grief and missing her ex. And she is still pushing you away. At some point, you got to stop being a punching bag. You got to get the hell up and go. And it's okay. She, cause see what Amanda wants to do is she wants to have a cake and eat it too. She wants to uh, have this man on the side and say, you know, you are mine, but I'm not yours. I belong to Jason. You know, I'm I'm still not ready to be yours, but you can't go nowhere. I, I like having you around. I like being able to cuddle with you. I like being able to look at you. You're fine as hell, all that stuff. But I can't give myself to you yet because I still belong to Jason. It's like, no, nah, she can't have everything and you get nothing. You get nothing except crumbs. You get to hold on and hope this woman doesn't hurt your feelings today. Just so she can spend time, just so you can spend time with someone you like. At some point, you have to draw the lines. You need to establish some boundaries. Now, again, this is like back to the Gino and Jasmine conversation. If this is what you like, then you need to say it out loud. Say, I like being, uh, you know, second fiddle. Say, I like for this woman to dis disregard my feelings and then keep me at arm's length just so she can access me whenever she wants it. Because that's what you're getting. You know, we'll see here that, um, you know, he wants to cancel this trip to go meet his family. You know, she's like, uh, you know, I don't really want to continue with this. He's being so cold to her. He's like, really like, he's just completely dejected at this point. And she says, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to break up. I think, I think we should be together. And I kind of want to meet your family. He says, okay, you're right. We can stay. I was like, nope, 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 nope. Get your ass up. Get up and get out. She doesn't deserve to meet your family. She does not want you. She wants Jason and he's not here. Don't do this. Yeah. Don't do it anyway. And all of this has stemmed from the big piece of argument they had was Amanda insinuating that when and if Razvan comes moves to the States that he wants to pursue his dreams and he's not willing to uh, hold his fair share of supporting the family, insinuating that, of course, he would not take a, quote, janitor job to help pay for stuff because he's pursuing this dream of becoming an actor or a celebrity of sorts. And he resented that. He's like, I've never once asked you for money. I'm not in this for money. And you don't have to do it. You don't have to support me with anything. Like I told you when I first got in this relationship, I'm pursuing my dreams and that's what I want. And for him, he's noticing you're switching up on me because you were very fine with who I was until you got here. And now you're saying you're changing it up. You're changing your tune. I got to do this instead. I got to do that instead. And he's not he's not OK with that either, because, again, for him, he's unapologetically trying to pursue a dream that he has. And he wants someone to support him achieving that dream, not pushing it down or scolding him for having that dream. And they are in a very weird spot, Chappelle, because they're about to go visit his family and meet his parents. He doesn't think that they're in a good space for it. She doesn't think they're in a good space for it. But she says that she still wants to see them. And I can't for the life of me understand why. She wants to have her cake and eat it too. She wants him. To, she wants to still get the privileges of being this man's girlfriend. She wants to meet the meet the family. She doesn't want him to go away. She likes him, but she doesn't like him enough to give herself to him completely emotionally and whatever and romantically. So she like, yeah, uh, I know. I told you that you're not the man that I thought you were, and that all this other stuff, and that I, you know I wouldn't. You don't. You don't support. You wouldn't support your family. I know I said all this horrible stuff to you, but you can't go nowhere. Like, I really don't want the breakup to happen. I don't want to be single. And I don't want you to be single. I want you to be with me, but I don't necessarily want to be with you. Uh, and I'm just like, what is happening? But this toxic queen. Now, I, like I said, I love Rosvon. He's my he's one, <laughs> one of my favorite people. On the, but let me tell you about some toxicity. 
Amanda, and, and uh, again, I'm being very uh, forgiving of that because I know she just went through something traumatic by losing her, uh, her ex. That being said, um, this man is sad. He's sad because she hurt his feelings. He thinks they're about to break up. He's trying to figure out what to do next. This whole relationship has been a sham of a relationship. It's been a lie, Puya, but she tells him, all right, now I know I hurt you, but if you're going to be moving around all salty and stuff like that, we ain't going to be together, so cheer up. Straighten your face up. I said, wait, wait a minute. Are you mad at him for being mad at you? She said, yeah, you're damn right. You're going to get, now look, I'm going to treat you however I want, and you're going to be happy about it, or you can go. And he said, okay, you know, like, oh, Rosbon, Rosbon, you don't see this lady playing in your face? Well, she told him, like, I get it. I said some awful things. But you pouting, and I don't like that. Yeah, like, are you joking me? She has no right. The lady's toxic. I'm sorry, this is a toxic queen. She was like, you're being cold, and and he's be. I've never seen him like this. He's being cold, and he's being uh, like he's not being. He's not close to me. He's not showing me affection. What did you expect? You basically said that. Yeah, compared to my my late husband, you are not the. You're not the same. You are not him. You're not on the same level. And I don't really know if I love you like that. And now you're saying, but why isn't he loving me like I love him like that? Because you said you don't. You said right. you don't. She wants him to be okay with taking that kind of punishment. And again, Rosvon, if that's how you what you like, then just say it. Say, I like being hurt. Baby, I just don't get it. Do you enjoy being hurt? You know, like that's, you know, that's <laughs> where he's at. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, if you do, say that. Say that. But if you if you are like, this is horrible. I don't want to be in this. Then get the hell out. Stand up and walk away. Because she says to us, Rosvon is her second love and she doesn't want to lose him. But ma'am, if you don't want to lose him, Stop pushing him the hell away. You obviously don't mind losing him or you don't think he's going to call your bluff uh, and leave. And so you, the problem is not Amanda anymore. At this point, Roswell, you have all the information. Take it or leave it. But this, this endless cycle of well, the will they, won't they kind of situation he got going on, you got to stand up and get out of it. because I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm sorry. I'm ranking them lower than Gino and Jasmine this week. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for them to be off my screen. Uh, I want go. better for Rosvan. I want Amanda to go heal and not uh, heal whilst with Rosvan, destroying him in the process as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So <laughs> they're going to go meet the parents next week. And then the next time we do see uh, Rosvan be like, yeah, I can't pretend to be 100% okay. Like, good, as you shouldn't. And then we do see them talking to the family. It's only going to be awkward, but I will be here to cover it. So that'll be fun at least a little bit, maybe. Now, you know what's not fun on this show? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Couples that are out and then in and then out all over again in a roller coaster when I'm especially like meh about them. It's Riley and Violet time, Chappelle. Yeah. We're going to Vietnam. Let's talk about it. So Riley now has two days left in Vietnam and he doesn't want to give up on this relationship. He's put in two years. Things can be rough, but I don't want to give up. Uh, Violet has him try some durian. He does not like it. He says it tastes like dog excrement sauteed in garlic butter, which how would you, why, why the garlic butter? Like, is it because it was, like, yeah. so what made it, what made you add the garlic butter to that? Because I don't know. I feel like you could have just a dog extra and we could have moved on. Mm, are you, uh, are you a durian guy? I've never had it, you know? Yeah, me neither. And so I was like, is it garlicky? Is like, as the, like, is the fruit kind of like, does it give you garlic vibes or did he just make that up? Um, because the dog extra excrement part, he clearly made up unless. Sir, have you been eating dog shit? <laughs> yeah, you don't right. know what that tastes like, you know? And so I, I don't know. I was hoping that you had some insight into how it tastes because I've never had it before. Um, 
but it i mean if that's how it tastes i, I obviously i don't want to ever try it. like i'm gonna try it because i like to try i'll try most foods but uh mostly just so i can prove him wrong and be like this don't taste that bad because he was kind of whiny about it yeah i feel like he made a big stink about that but that's fine the other thing he does is continue to spoil our good moments and this is of course coming from violet who feels like every time they're having a good time this guy brings up the past or brings up a question that kills the vibe which is not wrong however in this conversation violet attempts to open up a little bit and says i feel like i'm talking i'm being honest with you and you don't believe me and it feels like you just don't want to trust me and i don't understand why does this have to do with your exes how about you tell me a little bit more about that so then riley opens up about his exes and says you know i had an ex that made me believe that i'm crazy I, I would hear her say on the phone and say, I love you to somebody. I'm like, what did you say? She's like, I don't, I don't, you heard something. I don't think I said anything. And then I found a man in his, in her closet one day and I knew the man and I knew the man. And he's like, and, and that has made me, you know, I don't trust anyone anymore, especially women, especially mm-hmm. women. He has to preface that to make sure that she knows that, especially that. And she obviously rightfully says, well, it's not really fair for you to just say, especially women and then not trust anybody. He's like, yeah, well, if you're if you're a woman and and like you have broken my trust, it'll take a lot for you to earn back that trust. And I just I don't really want to. I just want to know if you regret your actions when it came to texting my dad. It wasn't like deep. I just wanted to know if you regret it, because if you regret it, that means that you are growing and you you understand that you went wrong and you're willing to improve like I'm willing to improve. And then ultimately, she apologizes to him which is huge because clearly she has not really been willing to do so, but she understood where he came from and apologized for the text. So now it felt like everything was on the good, on the right foot, Chappelle. It did. She apologized for sending the messages. And I think that that's all he wanted in this moment. I have said for a long time ago, Riley and Violet have no business with each other. I do not support this relationship in any way, but you know, this is Violet again, showing that she's the more mature person in this, in this relationship because Riley finds it a lot harder to apologize normally. Now, later on, we will see that even he um, can take responsibility when it's time. Uh, But I did find it interesting how they ended up in that next argument that we're going to see. But as far as couples go, I've been over them for a while. I just, I appreciate the level of energy that they bring to the show. They're always so straightforward with each other and so blunt that you're like, you don't lose anything. You just, you know that they, they are at each other's throats all the time. But aside from that, like, no, they don't give it. They give me nothing. They're, they're not giving what y'all said they were supposed to give. Not this couple. Yeah, I, I'm, I've been over them. So when they yeah. came back together, I was like, boo, why couldn't you just block each other and move on? But yeah. this next scene might make up for it a little bit, I guess, for me. So they are taking, they're like on a, on a bus tour, like a double decker. They're, they're sitting up on the rooftop. They're hanging out. And <laughs> I don't know what possesses Riley to be honest at this moment. He's like, you know, I feel like I'm trusting her more. She's feeling better about me. I want to put all my cards on the table. And he tells her, yeah, so I had called a private investigator to look into you, but then I didn't go through with it. I just called him. And here's the thing. I don't know if I'm in the right or in the wrong. You didn't need to share that. You didn't go through with it. You can leave that. That is, that is something you can confess later. Not right now when things are so sensitive. Mm-hmm. That's his. Uh, that's his move, though. She said it. You're a mood killer. You yeah. are. You are a happiness stealer. You. When everything is up, look no further than Riley to bring things right on back down. And so he <laughs> volunteers some information that nobody was asking for. He said, "I wanted to make. I wanted us to start 
you know, uh, being more open and honest with each other. And so I thought this was a move in the right direction for honesty, which it is. But also the timing is horrible, especially because she's already communicated that you're really bad when it comes to this kind of thing. When you get ready to say something that you think could be controversial, um, maybe think about how much fun you're having right now and then put that off to later. But he doesn't do that. Uh, and this revelation that he has hired the private, well, for, uh, about to hire the private investigator, this just sets Violet off because she's like, wait, first of all, culturally, we don't do that here. That That's just not a thing that we do here. But also, you t- mean to tell me that you just don't trust me that much that you're going to have somebody investigate me? She's so insulted. And uh, he, you know, and, well, she's tired of arguing about it. And she says, I'm excited. I'm trying to explain it to his ass. Like, this is the last straw. Um, and so I thought he was very accepting of, you know, that I messed that up. You know, like I definitely shouldn't have said it. And, you know, and I get that you're hurt. But at the same time, Violet, stop lying. Set your lying ass up. This is not the last straw. If this is the last straw, I don't need to see you on another episode of this show. But it's not. <laughs> it's not the last straw. Stop playing with me. I, I'm done. If you lie to me, I can't. I can't. I'm going to call you out on it. And Violet's lying because this should be the last straw, I, from my opinion. But it should have mm-hmm. been the last straw three straws ago. So well, yeah, it's more of the same from Riley and Violet. Yeah, they're not on next week, but I agree with you. They're not done by any means. We're going to see them again. What I do love is that when Riley was trying to back this decision, he's like, I un- I'm so sorry. I understand that this is uh, a deal breaker and hurtful in Vietnam, but this is very common for us in the U.S. We we do this all the time. It's like, no, we do not. If anybody <laughs> told me they got a private investigator looking at me before dating me, I would be like, that's a red flag. Like you are doing too much. Right. The normal level of investigation is just fine. Go to my Instagram, stalk it. Go to my Twitter, yeah, go to my Facebook, Facebook, all that look, stuff. Look it up. Yeah. Yeah. If you're getting if you're getting fancy, hit the indeed. I like I respect that love normal level of due diligence. But the moment you go into a hire a professional, I start to question whether or not you ever trusted me at all. And then in which case we shouldn't be doing this because I have been operating under the, play, the assumption that we've been trusting each other. And so if you don't, then what the hell am I here doing? Like, what, what else do I have to do to make you trust me? Uh, and so, yeah, I think, uh, again, this man lying, but Violet lying too. They made for each other, probably. I just I, lo- I just love that, that energy. Like I said, they, they don't mince words. But when mm-hmm. they're upset, you know it. When they're not upset, you, you definitely, like, you see it, even though it's short-lived. Yeah, yeah, and then it brews, and then it hits the top like this. So we'll, like you said, we'll see them in two weeks. <laughs> They're not, they ain't going anywhere. Uh, last couple though, Chappelle. Now this one I'm excited to talk to you about because you were there with me when we debuted them and talked about them for the first time. And your words have been ringing in my ear since that episode. You said, mm-hmm. Christian, you better not hurt Cleo. Otherwise, you're catching hands. And now it's time to talk about Christian and Cleo, who seemed like. They were going through a good patch. They went to a costume shop this episode. They're both into comics. They're both into this kind of stuff. So they were trying to, you know, have a little fun, try some costumes out, make some jokes. So they went with a 20s era outfit initially. And Christian had not only a horrible impression of someone from the 20s, but then also called her a floozy. And she was like, what does floozy mean? And and he did not hold back Chappelle. No, no. Basically, was telling her about her floozy haircut or something that she would have, or she wanted to look like a floozy flapper, and he was supposed to be a gangster. Puya, you have? Do you have a better impression for uh, this era? No. For the for the kitties. Is is the twenties where you add the word C at the end? Yeah, or the is... kitties too. Yeah, kitty. <laughs> C. <laughs> oh, Puya, give me the best shot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it seemed like they are enjoying themselves. 
uh, it seems like Cleo is really very impressed with uh, Christian and well, how she he loved uh, him in the medieval costume. Oh yeah, she saw him. She saw the sword. She's like, oh yeah, this is this is it. This is what I came here for. And then he gives her a necklace and says that he loves her. And this is probably one of the few times this season where he's not been dan- in danger of getting his ass whipped by me because there's been like if this is happening in real time, I'd have beat his ass like four times. Uh, but this uh, this moment, I was like, okay. I give you this. This is very sweet, and she seems to be loving it uh, as well. Um, and they, they they say that they've had some hard times as a couple, um, but they obviously really care about each other at this point in the season. Yeah, it feels like things are taking an upswing. Obviously, we had the um, the miscommunication, Christian not wanting to share that they were intimate, Cleo not understanding why. That seems to have sorted itself out. They seem to be having fun, and everything's going well. He even bought her a necklace, the other day, which was a nice surprise for her. So she feels loved and he's, you know, he initially he wasn't showing any any affection, especially in a public setting. He seems to be very much doing that now. They kissed at the costume shop. So things are looking up. Everything's looking good until Cleo has to go to uh, first of all, before they do that, they go. He's spending Thanksgiving in London. So they went shopping for some Thanksgiving stuff. He was like, oh, the corn looks good. But do they have like canned corn here like that's better let's do canned cream canned corn he's like i would i would set that up and eat that just on its own i was like dude just buy the corn and make it yourself like you, you can that is more impressive to me than nah nah we'll get the can she was like do we need cranberries no 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 we'll get the can we'll get the can we'll get the can that's it we, we don't need more so they they do that and then cleo has to go to a class i believe and christian says well i'll just walk around go to a pub or something just hang out it's chill and then he goes to a pub, Chappelle. He and he does the Christian thing where he just has to talk to everybody. He meets mm-hmm. an American woman at the pub. And this Thanksgiving dinner, by the way, is going to be the two of them and uh, Jane, Cleo's close friend, who we have met now. Uh, and it's going to be the three of them. It's like an intimate setting. He invites this American woman to this intimate first ever Thanksgiving with Cleo. And I could not believe what i was seeing here i i I could because it's christian Christian. but it's Mm -hmm. the audacity of going through all the things you've gone through and then still thinking this is okay to do i mean pull you who among us right who who among us have met having met a stranger at a bar at a pub and invited them to a family function the same night stop it stop it christian (laughs) this isn't normal behavior this is not this is not normal. Leave people alone. That woman is in out of town. You don't know her. You don't invite her to your home, especially when you know that your uh the person that you are in love with has anxiety around new people. You know, you want to run that past them first. Also, probably not great that you keep running into women and just making all these friends when you're supposed to be out here devoted to uh to Cleo. So this is not a an ass whoopable offense though for me, Puya. Like they're 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 I was very specific about the things that will get Christian's ass beat. Uh, I was like, uh, you know, uh, Cleo is a uh, a person with a disability um, mm-hmm. and you will not you will not uh, completely like overlook that in this relationship without me calling you out. And so I do have to say that this anxiety thing where she talks about this, she means it, you know. Um, yeah, it's not it's not like this is already bad. Like if this was a, a person who does not have the same level of anxiety with meeting new people, then I'm already like, but why would you bring a random woman to this to this thing? But now you have that compounded with Cleo's anxiety and you're still like, uh, yeah, I don't even think about it. I didn't think that would bother you. It does. It really does. And so you didn't have to do this. I don't even know why you wanted to do this in the first place. Like, what was your reason? What did you gain from inviting this woman over? 
Yeah, so I, okay. So to be clear, if this was the first time offense and he is as social as he's saying and he chats everyone, because I've definitely met people like this who they'll be at a dinner with people and just start talking to all the tables around them. That's mm-hmm. not me. I have a tough time when I don't know people. I'm usually in my shell a lot at the beginning, but I've definitely met people like this. So this is not, I can't put it beyond me. Also, it's like another American who's going to be spending Thanksgiving away from family. Maybe, you know, it's like a nice gesture, but you saw what happened when you were chatting people up at, the bar the first time y'all went out you have heard cleo mention how this makes her feel so you're not foreign to this idea this isn't a new idea to you this is something you know and you just went ahead and did it and then when she's being very clear of saying yeah i know that's probably gonna trigger my anxiety he's like well what about you if you meet her first and you see if she's chill and then with that up she's like no, it's still gonna i'm still gonna be anxious because i don't typically invite people i don't know to my house this soon like this is a day later you're inviting them into your home that's very intimate and She's not wrong. Christian is a menace for doing this. Absolute menace for doing this. Now, I believe the next time on does illustrate that she is not going to be at the function. Sounds like maybe the offer was rescinded. And then uh, the friend Jane is going to be asking some questions of her own saying, did you swap? Did you give her your number? Like, what happened? He's like, no, 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 absolutely not. And then Cleo says, wait, what you did invite her here. So like, how would you have not given her number, which we did get in the flashback shout out to the producers that he said, oh, and you can follow me on socials here. So he did get the, so the Insta follow, which to be honest is at this day and age in 2023, equal offense to giving someone your number. Yeah. It's a pinch more intimate, honestly. Like, Hey, check me out on Instagram where you can see all the, how, how sexy I am. Learn more about me. Yeah. Yeah. Get into, get into my business. If it was just, Hey, I sent you my phone number, text me when you need the address, and we didn't communicate between now and then. That's different. But you send me the Insta. I mean, I want you to kind of scroll, go through, click like on a few things. I might like back, get added to my close friends. Yeah, Christian, you're moving dirty. Um, but this is like normal mess. It's just I just really want him to take be more attentive when it comes to her uh, and her anxiety when it comes to these things, because we know it's not easy for her. Um, and just everybody's couple, right? Everybody just be more attentive when people tell you they have stuff that, that bothers them. Um, but for Christian, it seemed like you're a little bit of a slut, sir. Like you just can't, you can't keep your phone number in your pocket. You just can't keep it in your pants, you know? And I, and I don't like that. So, uh, do better, do better. But again, <laughs> not the worst thing we've seen from him. So, uh, still, still fine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not angry. Cause like I said, uh, a few weeks ago, it would have been me and him. Yeah. And if I'm, if I'm sitting where, where Cleo isn't looking at this, yeah, Cleo does mention that she does find it odd that he keeps fi- trying to find validation and approval from other women, like talking to the women on the plane and then the bar. And then here and I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. It's never been anything but a woman. Like He's always been talking to women. It's not like, oh, I was talking to this this dude I met, this lad at the pub. It's always been a woman. And, and that is, I can see why Cleo's a little concerned about this. Like, why does this keep happening? I feel like I know. Christian, yeah. a bit of a dog, a bit of a dog, this Christian. Um, yeah. And then we're going to see them at the Thanksgiving thing next week. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Chappelle, the one couple we didn't see this week was Statler and Dempsey, who we do see the next time on Statler and Dempsey are going to be meeting up with Dempsey's friends. And that's going to be its own experience. And we also see uh, Statler in the car saying, you know, I'm, I'm a clingy person in the relationship. When I'm with someone, I'm a hundred percent with them and I don't want them leaving my sight. The red flags are all over the joint here. I truly hope that these two do not last because they're on different stages of the relationship. 
They are. Statler knows what she wants. Then she's ready. She's like, I'm done. I'm done playing games. We don't need these friends. I, you got me. What you need? What you need friends for? And uh, Dempsey <laughs> so so laid back and cool about everything that I think that probably bothers Statler. Like, I I want you to be obsessed with me, like so I can be obsessed with you and we can be obsessed with each other. But you kind of you playing it kind of cool, you know. And and she was ready to be in a whirlwind romance where they could just go off and be together. And so um, I'm interested to see what that looks like next week for you. Yeah, pump the brakes, cool the jets, but we'll see how next week plays out. Chappelle, one last thing to do here before we dip out, and that is, of course, the power rankings. Now, last week, this was the power rankings to give you a bit of reference. We had David and Sheila, number one, Gino and Jasmine in second, Statler and Dempsey third, Riley and Violet fourth, Misha and Nicola fifth, Christian and Cleo in last place. Now, the easiest way to do this is name your number one and name your bottom, and then we can fill the middle up. Okay, my number one. I've, I've, I'm in it. I drank the Kool Aid. It's time. Uh, Jasmino, number one, <laughs> the number one spot. They are here to do one thing, and that is entertain. And and as long as I'm entertained, I don't care. I I'm tired of thinking that they they think they mistakenly think that they love each other. I'm tired of thinking that oh you know this is all some misunderstanding. This couple is here to argue and fight. And if they're not arguing and fighting, I don't like them. And so. Here we are, Gino and Jasmine. Take a seat at the number one spot, Puyo. All right. Well, I'm not going to debate you on this one. Gino and Jasmine taking top spot is fine because I was thoroughly entertained by what they gave me. So I can't be too mad. Now, who's your last place? This is what I'm more curious about. Yeah, this is tough because like, I, I, I want Amanda and Razvan far away from each other because uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Razvan. And I can just tell that Amanda's toxicity here is going gonna to rip this man apart. But then there's no redeeming part of Riley and Violet. It's just that they just they're just there yelling at each other all the time. <laughs> um, so I'd probably and it's not as entertaining. I will say that it's not as entertaining as maybe a a, Nick, uh, a Jasmine and Gino. Man, this honestly is a tough week uh, because there's so many that are that are just like they're dealing with some stuff right now. Uh, and but like maybe they should already be gone, and so they've. Uh, uh, over a state, they're welcome. So I'll go with Riley and Violet last, just because I don't really, there's nothing really nothing here, you know, for me. Um, and then potentially put, yeah, put uh, Amanda and Razvan above them. Then Nicola and Misha. Then Cleo and Christian. Then uh, David and Sheila. I think David and Sheila are easy number two. I think David and Sheila easily number two. I co-signed the bottom two of Riley and Violet, Amanda and Razvan. I'm fine with that. I would flip Misha and Nicola to third and put um, Christian and Cleo in fourth is my only only resolve here. Okay, that's fine with me. I can go with that. As long as, look, as long as my queen and king, Gino and Jasmine, get the number one spot, <laughs> then I, I'm fine. Because again, I, I, y'all, us, listen, the Hot Mess Express, we used to have to start just releasing ourselves. We have to remove ourselves. We have to protect our peace. And it is too chaotic to sit here and argue about why Gino and Jasmine suck together as a couple. They know it. We know it. But we got to move on or we can we're gonna waste too much energy on that. So I'm fine with them having the number one spot. All right. And there you have it. Our rank final rankings for episode 13 are Gino and Jasmine. Number one, David and Sheila. Number two, Misha and Nicola taking third place, rounding off the top three. Bottom three are Christian and Cleo, Amanda and Razvan and Riley and Violet going into episode 14. 
which again, like I said at the top, I feel like we're probably two episodes away from the season ending. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of time left. Um, we got two days left on like Riley and Violet's trip, which is I assume why they've got the bye week next week and everyone else's trips are about to round up as well. So I imagine one more episode, then a finale where everyone's flying back home and then the tell-alls. I don't know how many of them we're going to have moving forward but Chappelle I do appreciate you being here with me man it's always a delight to have you let the people know where can they find you and what are the projects you are working on yes Puya it is so happy to be back I'm a little salty that this is not the proposal episode for David and Sheila because I feel like I need to be in the room when that happens uh like like I should have been there like they should have invited me and and Amy and I could just kicked it with Amy while we watched the proposal um but it'll come soon I'm hoping and I'm uh, fingers are crossed uh but uh, as far as what else I have going on, uh, I have, as you already pointed out, I'm doing daily Suits coverage on RHAP. Uh, you can go to SuitsPodcast.com and subscribe to me and Rob talking about Suits, the, the hottest show on Netflix right now, um, which two, 2011's Suits. So you might have heard you might have heard of it, uh, but we're covering it every day. Follow at SuitsPod on Twitter to keep up with updates for that podcast. We like a lot of feedback. We're building a community around Suits because. For some reason, it, it's so popular right now. Rob's never seen it. I've seen it, and I'm ready to take him on that journey. And you can come join us on SuitsPodcast.com where you can subscribe and leave us some reviews. Um, also, if you follow me on Twitter, at Chappelle's underscore show, you'll see the rest of the links to the things I'm talking about uh, and podcasting about. So Rob and I still have the Nothing But Netflix podcast, where this week we were joined by Sasha uh, and to talk about You Are So Not Invited to My Bot Mitzvah, the new Adam Sandler movie. So you can go to uh, Nothing But RHAP on Twitter to keep up with the nothing but Netflix content. And then uh, on Rob has a podcast. I'm also talking about big brother. I'll be guesting on the Wednesday recap episode this week to talk about the latest big brother episode when it airs. And then Sasha and I are talking about below deck every week on RHAP uh, 3 PM Eastern on YouTube on Wednesdays uh, talking about below deck down under with all of the chat. So you can come join the conversation or just listen to us on the RHAP Bravo feed. Um, And that's about it. Puya. What about you? Well, Chappelle, I can't wait to see slash listen to everything you've got out there because you're always a good time. Y'all can find me on Twitter at Puya is, and you can find me on Twitch, Twitch TV slash Puya. That's where I will be when I'm not podcasting. So come on through. Would appreciate it. Say hi, all that good stuff. And as far as podcasts go, I've got one more 90 Day Fiance podcast coming your way. That is, of course, the other way. I'm going to be recording that with Scally real soon. And then we've got two Traders podcasts coming your way. Traders has been on fire. It has been such a good show on both New Zealand and Australia. So both of those will be coming your way. Of course, I record New Zealand with Shannon Gus and I record Australia with Peridium. So you can expect to see those coming out this week as well. And if you're still keeping up with Big Brother, first of all, if you can't keep up, I can't blame you. There's a lot going on. But in order, yeah, in order to find out what's going on Friday mornings, you can watch me on the live feed update with Taryn Armstrong to cover everything that you may have missed Thursday nights. And uh, aside from that, I've got nothing else for you here. We have arrived at our destination here on the Atmos Express. We hope you've had a good time with us. We can't wait to see you on the next one. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Peace.